Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent-pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 37 of ADHD for Smartass Women. And in this episode, we are going to talk with environmental scientist Crystal Edmonds all about positive emotions, the ADHD brain, and essential oils. And I'm going to be straight up with you all. I got to say that I thought all of this was a bunch of hooey until I started reading about it and really thinking back on how important nature is to me and my brain. Nature is part of my turn it around trifecta. You know, if I wake up and I'm unfocused, I'm unmotivated, I'm in negative emotion, I don't feel good. The first place I start is with exercise. Then I go to nature. And then I go to diet, intermittent fasting for mood and focus. That's totally what works for me since medication doesn't. And I know that if I'm not in positive emotion, I can't get anything done. I think it's procrastination coach and psychiatrist, Dr. Christine Lee, who often says that we need to feel well in order to do well. And feeling well only comes about with positive emotions. So I started to put the two together, and I realized that so much of what creates positive emotion for me when I'm in nature are the smells that I'm smelling. You know, the trees and the dirt, they make me feel grounded and centered. Grasses and herbs, I feel awakened. I feel refreshed. Flowers, I don't know if it's the way they look. No, it's probably the way they look and the way they smell. They just make me happy. And it sounds so stupid, but even natural cleaning products are able to create positive emotion for me. All of these smells definitely boost my mood. And so when I realized this connection for me between emotion and sense, and this was years ago, I bought a Japanese diffuser and I discovered that scents like orange and sage and peppermint and eucalyptus, they directly influenced not only my sense of well-being and happiness, but now after really learning about my ADHD, I realized that scents also affected my focus. And I know there's so much more to it than this, which is why I invited Crystal Edmonds here, who honestly knows more about essential oils than anyone I've ever been able to talk to. So about oils and our brains and ADHD and how they all fit together. So I wanted to welcome you, Crystal Edmonds. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so delighted that you're here. So do you want to just give a really brief bio of who you are and why you know this stuff? 
Sure. I don't know why I know this stuff. That's always a great question. I tease all the time. Science can't tell you why, but it can tell you how. So I am Crystal Edmonds. I am an Air Force veteran with a background in pharmacy. I then became an environmental scientist, and now I'm a natural wellness teacher because I decided to homeschool my kids. I know, crazy. But I absolutely love working from home and teaching people and showing people how powerful our brains truly are and how we have so much more control over these systems within our brains than we ever thought we ever could have. Yeah, that sounds great. So I know enough to be dangerous, but the one thing I do know is I know that the idea or the thought is that essential oils, probably the science I should say, is that essential oils stimulate the limbic system. And that's the part of the brain that's involved in memory, behavior, motivation, and emotion. And so for those of us with ADHD and ADHD-like symptoms, we can often come up against you know emotional dysregulation, rumination. Some of us struggle with rejection-sensitive dysphoria. So So this all made sense to me that if the sense go to the limbic system, which, you know, is where our emotion is, that that's why they make us feel better. But can you say it in a much more sciencey way that that probably makes more sense? Like, can you explain how that all works to us? Absolutely. So it was actually... I just kept smiling as you were discussing how the scent of things makes you feel a certain way. And a lot of people, we think, oh, that's great, but it's got to be just the placebo effect. Well, the placebo effect is why anything works on us, but that's a different story. So when you first smell something, such as an essential oil, it goes straight up to your olfactory cortex, your olfactory bulb, which is right next to your limbic system. And that's why it's being impacted. And your olfactory cortex is going to go to other parts of your brain, like your thalamus, your amygdala. Your amygdala is actually where a lot of trauma is stored. And so if you can affect that, you can help heal these deep-rooted traumas a lot faster than others can. So Crystal, the amygdala, that's where the fight or flight, right? So if you suffer from anxiety and stress, that's, that's where that's happening. Exactly. And then these are also all connected to your hypothalamus. So you are able to influence your hypothalamus, which to me is like the most powerful thing because our hypothalamus is what's going to tell our body what hormones to release. This is if you have high levels of cortisol, if you have anxiety, like a kind of a low level anxiety just all the time. You just have this anxiety that stays and then sometimes peaks. That's your hypothalamus. It always is being told something might happen, something might happen. Hey, stay stay in caution. And then that's affecting all the rest of the parts of your body, whether it's your pituitary gland, your endocrine system, your brainstem, your spinal, like everything else. So when I talk on my podcast all the time, I discuss the hypothalamus because that's what I think we really want to affect to change all the different hormones that are being released within our bodies, which can change how we feel, which will then change how we behave, right? Because it's hard to go, we talk about changing our behaviors all the time, whether it's you want to eat healthy, you want to exercise more, whatever it may be, we'll say, we want to change this behavior. And people focus on the behavior. And why aren't you changing this behavior? Well, you can't change the behavior. You have to start up with your thoughts. Your thoughts are what's going to tell your hypothalamus what to release. That's going to make you feel a certain way. And then you're going to behave a certain way because of how you're feeling. And Oh my gosh, I love that. I love it. And all of those things can be impacted based on 
a simple scent. Think of if you had an old boyfriend in high school and you smell his cologne or his perfume, that mm-hmm. is going to go to your olfactory cortex and you're immediately going to have memories. And if those memories are good or bad, you're going to feel a certain way and you're going to start acting a certain way, right? That's a nice, simple way <laughs> example that I give to people. Makes total sense. So we can now use these oils. And the oils are more than just like a perfume because a perfume actually has toxins in it. But the oils are all natural organic compounds. Um, Not all oils are created the same. But essentially what they're doing is we're taking these plant chemical constituents and we are distilling them so they are much, much stronger than, say, a peppermint tea or a basil leaf itself. They are 50 to 70 times more concentrated than just the herb. And when you inhale that, the chemical components are actually getting into your bloodstream on a cellular level. And because they're all natural, they're able to break through that blood-brain barrier and they're able to penetrate the cell membranes, which synthetics cannot do. Wow. So they can get into your... So that's what you need to do. They need to be able to get into your bloodstream? Yes, ma'am. So when you apply, if I put an essential oil on your hand, you are going to, within 20 seconds, it has entered your bloodstream. And within 20 minutes, it's gone all through your body, your blood, providing that you have kind of an average uh, pumping (laughs) blood flow. It will service every cell within your body from head to toe within 20 minutes. So they're also much quicker than their pharmaceutical counterparts, where you need to take a medication and it's got to break down within your stomach and it's got to go through your system that way. And essential oils work differently within the body. That is so interesting. So if you can't take ADHD medication or you choose not to take ADHD medication, it's almost like my little trifecta of intermittent fasting, nature, and exercise, I should also add essential oils to that. Absolutely. And that's why essential oils are also able to help us with a myriad of issues that we may have. It's not just things, when we first start using essential oils, it tends to be things like, oh, I have a headache. I would normally take medication. Let's see if I can use an oil. My allergies are bothering me. Let's see if I can use an oil, right? We have a symptom and we come Mm. to the oils. But then as you begin using them, I use my oils on a daily support to help keep my emotions and my body and everything in check. So I'll wake up in the morning and I'll apply oils to all my chakra points to help already get me in this alignment and balance state before my day even begins. It's almost a preventative, you would say. And it helps kick my hypothalamus into gear. It helps keep those positive thoughts up. It helps keep my subconscious at bay. It helps remind me that I can consciously choose my thoughts. So if I start to feel a certain way, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Some thoughts must have gotten through to my hypothalamus. It's been telling it what to release and what to do. Now my cortisol levels are spiking. Now I have anxiety. (laughs) So something happened there. And then I'm able to use different oils to bring me back to the higher state of awareness that I prefer to be in so that I don't have that level of anxiety anymore. And at this point, when you feel that way, you can actually rely on these oils as much as, say, if you were to take, like you have a headache and you go and grab an Advil and you know that in 25 minutes, you're going to, you're, well, usually your headache is going to go away or it's at least going to lessen. And you feel like with these essential oils, you can literally 
that works just as well for you. Absolutely. So now this is where things get tricky. So depending on, again, quality is a really big issue. As an environmental scientist and my background in pharmacy, when someone first came to me and they told me some of the symptoms and issues that they use essential oils for, I said, yeah, right. That's not how that works. But my background in plant chemistry had me curious because mm-hmm. I know all plants produce chemicals. And over, like if you get down to chemical structures, over 10,000 different alkaloids are copied in pharmaceuticals that come directly from nature. We get wow. the idea for pharmaceuticals from nature, <laughs> from these centuries old ways. Hey, look, the monkeys are chewing on this leaf so that they don't have muscle pain. Orangutans do that. Maybe there's something in that leaf that we can mimic in a pharmaceutical and sell to relieve muscle pain. So if you can instead go directly to the source and say, let's make sure this is organic, let's make sure there aren't any pesticides, make sure there's no chemicals on this, and then let's find out where that plant grows in its native state because the soil is going to impact the chemicals that are throughout that plant what it's absorbing from the atmosphere. If you're growing your plants on the side of a highway, they're going to have, you know, nasty chemicals in them. We don't want to do mm-hmm. that. So let's find the most favorable conditions for each one of these species. So for example, vetiver is a big one in the ADHD world. Uh, vetiver is... I actually have that on my list. What is vetiver? I keep <laughs> hearing about it. Yes. So... Vetiver is one that I like to use at night. It's real thick and gooey, but it helps with focus. So vetiver, the top properties for vetiver, it's a stimulant and a sedative, depending on how it's working in your body. It's an okay, amino- wait a minute. stimulant and sedative. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So a little bit like nicotine then? I guess. I don't study nicotine. I just know. <laughs> well, I, I remember reading that nicotine... Nicotine is the one substance that not only, oh gosh, okay, here goes my ADHD brain. It provides focus while at the same time relieving anxiety. Ah, okay. So it sounds a little bit like this. Very craving, yes. (laughs) People use it for, it's ADD, ADHD, focus, concentration. If Mm -hmm. you have any kind of learning difficulties, poor retention, you've got depression, anxiety, insomnia, anorexia, vitiligo, so many things. Postpartum, it's great for. But the top properties, it actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, eight different top properties. This book that I use is so amazing. It's called The Essential Life, and it will list for you the main constituents of the oils too, which is, you know, the nerd in me likes to know what is actually in each oil, what is the chemical component that is giving me these properties, if that makes sense. So Crystal, then can you recap as far as ADHD symptoms and vetiver? So what kind of symptoms would you be experiencing where vetiver would be worth a try? So that's a really great question because I believe different oils are going to work for different people. So as long as you are using a high quality oil, I can guarantee you that you will find something. In the same way that you mentioned taking a leave is going to help with a headache. Some people need ibuprofen, some need acetaminophen, some need naproxen, some need, right? We each have something different that works best within our bodies based on our diet, our exercise, whatever, just our internal body processes. 
Absolutely. And it's like medication, right? I mean, I know for the ADHD brain, what works for one brain doesn't always work for another brain. And even the things that we do, the workarounds that we try, some people, it works great. Other people, it's not the right fit. So you're saying that oils are the exact same thing. You have to figure out your own brain. So oils, there will be an oil for you. That's kind of the difference. Whereas medication, Either some people will take it, some people don't. It does or doesn't work for me. You're limited by what they are offering you. And to be honest, what bothered me about the world of pharmaceuticals was that they're not necessarily created with you in mind. They're created and then it's a, oops, this seems to work for people who have your symptoms. It's not actually created for you. And the side effects can be detrimental. And we don't know the side effects until later. And those detrimental side effects tend to be covered up and lessened. So with oils, if I give you vetiver and it's not a match for you, I'm not harming you. Unlike a medication that isn't matched for you, you're going to be harmed. (laughs) So if you try vetiver and it's not amazing for you, you can try something else. And it's people tend to notice this with allergies. We have an allergy blend that we just default to for everyone. And if that doesn't work, then it's okay, let's try this or this or this. So with the different, quote, symptoms with ADD, ADHD, all these other focus issues that we may have. And you know what I should also say that I did not mention? Uh, mm-hmm. Just so the audience knows, I have this thing about I talk to people who actually have ADHD because I just think there's so much more credibility there. And I'm sorry, if you don't struggle with the daily symptoms of ADHD, you cannot relate to what I'm saying at the same, even if you're completely qualified, you know, in a particular field, you're just not going to know what it is until you're in there in the trenches with us. So what I wanted to, you know, mention, and I'm going in my typical ADHD long-winded way is that Crystal Edmonds also um, has ADHD, right, Crystal? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I I did not know that I had ADHD. And when I went through the list from whatever doctor that was, you're these four or six out of nine, I was every single one. And I laughed and I cried and I was confused, but it made so much sense. So a lot of things started coming into mind for me and I no longer felt bad or guilty or shameful for these weird things that I would do. And I found a community of women that do the same things. And it, it there's so much to be said for community of knowing you're not alone, which we never are alone, but sometimes it's hard to connect with people that are like us. Right. So, absolutely. absolutely. And I think that finding the science of oils is my ADHD superpower. I could talk about your prefrontal cortex and your olfactory. (laughs) I could talk about your brain chemistry for forever. I would love to discuss your synaptic cleft and the different (laughs) chemicals that are going through there and how to control that. And (laughs) so I don't even know what that is, Crystal. This is your jam. This is yes. Anyway, so Being an ADHD and whatever they want to diagnose it as, whatever they want to call it, we Mm -hmm. have certain issues that tend to be at the forefront that other people don't have. But each one of us are still a little bit different within this, quote, diagnosis. So we may have brain fog or feel a chemical imbalance or be 
confused often. Maybe we daydream often. We get fixated on things. We have uh, mental sluggishness. Let's see, poor memory or there's just so many different anxiousness, antisocial, angry, agitated, and there are emotions for each and every one of these. Mm-hmm. And so the oils in this book that I have, so when I'm working with people, will say, what are your main, quote, symptoms? That's right down your top five, six, eight, whatever they may be. And then we're going to go through this book and I'm going to look and see what the top five oils are for each one of those. And then we'll see which oils overlap. So it will be lots of basil, bergamot, black pepper, patchouli, uh, frankincense, cedarwood, lemongrass, rose is a good one. And a lot of times based on your main symptoms, there will be oils in each one of these categories that all overlap and we'll make a personalized blend for you based on the ones that overlap. And you'll try that for like two weeks because like I said, they absorb so quickly. And if they're not, quote, meant for you and they're not working, you're not hurting yourself. You're still providing emotional stability. The oils each have, they all in their own way have something positive to offer your body at that time. So you're not going to have adverse effects unless, of course, you're actually allergic to basil, then we'll leave basil out, (laughs) you know, but- And so Crystal- So the difference here is the way I've always used essential oils is I put them in a diffuser and they just smell good, right? They smell up the room versus you're saying you actually put them on the skin and that that's the only way that they get to the bloodstream, correct? They they don't get to the bloodstream if you're sniffing them? Well, it's kind of each way when you inhale them, they are like... For instance, we have an immunity blend, and that's really great if you're ever going to be in an airport. You just inhale it, and it's going to stick to the mucous membranes of your nose and help kill any pathogens that you're inhaling. So like it is and it isn't in your bloodstream, because when it hits your olfactory cortex, I mean, that's in your brain. So Mm -hmm. it's going throughout your body, and it's affecting all your body systems. But when you put it directly on your skin, it's getting into your bloodstream the way eating a medication would. So it depends on what it is that you're trying to affect. Now, when I put my oils on, I put them on my pressure points. So mm-hmm. like right below my ears is a spot where my lymph nodes are on both sides of my throat there. And then on your wrists is a great spot on your chest, like over your heart space, we call it. Also on the bottoms of your feet, the bottoms of your feet, we have like 7,000 nerve endings on the bottom of our feet. And anybody who does reflexology understands that each one of our organs is connected down to a spot in our feet. And so if you just roll a rollerball on, that's going to help get to a different part of your body um, faster than if you're like putting it on your arm, but you want it to affect your liver kind of thing. Okay. That makes sense. So then there's also some oils you can take internally, and you'll know because you turn the bottle on its side and it says supplement facts. Ones that you're not supposed to take internally, they have a lot of capsules, gel capsules that you can take that are pre-formulated. So for example, the Serenity Blend is a restful blend, and that is one that is normally offered to people as sleep help. So if you have issues falling asleep or staying asleep, they recommend using the Serenity Oil and taking a capsule. When I have really high anxiety that I used to take medication for, like you're about to go into panic, Mm -hmm. I would take a Serenity capsule. And it does not make me sleepy at all, but it lessens my anxiety. 
So if my anxiety has gotten away from me to a point where I can't just put a few oils on and use my affirmations and change my thoughts because the hormone is raging through my body at such a high concentration that I'm past that point, I would take a serenity capsule and that would help with my anxiety. So all three- How long would that take? You know, I usually wait I mean, anxiety is one of those things you can't wait a whole long because you feel yeah. like you're having an asthma attack and you don't know if it's, for me, I don't know if it's asthma or if it's anxiety or what's going on. You just feel like you're going to die. So you don't wait very long. So I know that the first time I tried it, I didn't want to get sleepy and I took one and I had my other medication at bay just in case. And actually two hours went by. And I remember looking at the time and going, Oh yeah, I forgot I had anxiety and I took that. It, it must have worked because I'm doing wow. it. So then the second time, I there was one time that I took one and I was driving and it had been maybe 30 minutes of driving and I was like I'm still this isn't okay and I took another one and it went away. Wow. So you so pretty can, quickly. You're not waiting a half an hour. No, nope. And okay. the, like I said, when you put them on your skin. So for another example, this isn't an ADHD example, but my husband was having an allergy attack. He's allergic to shellfish and he decided to have some crab and I didn't know he was allergic to them. And I don't have any Benadryl. So his tongue started swelling. His lips are getting big. I'm freaking out trying to find out where the closest store is to buy some Benadryl. And he's like, honey, your oils. <laughs> Like, I don't know what oils to use for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> we tried something and it didn't work. I gave it two minutes and it didn't seem to help. So I gave him something else. And within 30 seconds, he was feeling better. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you more of that. He's like, hey, I can swallow. I was like, okay, it's more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it is very quickly because it, you don't have to take the time for it to get digested and for it to enter, you know, for it to break down and to be available within your body. It's already bioavailable as is. So if you're putting a drop under your tongue, it's immediately fanning out into your body and being, you know, affecting your organs and getting in your bloodstream to get to those organs faster, to get to your brain faster. And it's having that effect on each cell within your body much faster than waiting for something to digest and to break apart and to have like a spike of whatever the chemical component is in a pharmaceutical. Because that's what happens. So as you take a pharmaceutical, it has to get down to your stomach, to your stomach acid, which has to break it down. And then the chemicals have to be released and they have to enter your bloodstream for there to be a spike in that chemical in your body. And then it will slowly decrease over time. Whereas Mm. the oils are immediately within you and affecting your cells. Wow. So what other oils tend to work well for ADHD symptoms? Rose is a really, really great one, but rose is a tricky one. Rose has only ever come in a diluted roller ball, and they're now being able to sell it in a little 5ml. And it's because rose is endangered. It takes a lot of manpower to pick all the petals from the roses to be able to distill them. And it's a very long process that is an expensive process. So it's not something that if you see it out on the store and you're like, hey, here's rose for five bucks, it's not real rose. Their farmers aren't getting paid anything. Like you have to think about the whole process of how this works. You know, how could they possibly be doing this for, you know, five to 10 bucks? But rose is one of the highest 
vibrating oils that we know of. Everything natural carries with it a vibration, whether it's high frequency or low frequency. Things of a low frequency are where disease come from. Things of a high frequency are where like joy, peace, happiness come from. So every thought that we have carries with it a frequency. And rose has such a high frequency that it helps to keep our thoughts positive and it helps to keep our body and our organs vibrating at a higher frequency. So many times in ADHD, we are distracted, right? Like, hi, Tracy. Are you listening? Are you there? No, mm-hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> we are distracted and we have self-esteem issues. And these self-esteem issues cause their own symptoms like brain fatigue, brain fog, memory loss, right? And so by keeping our vibration high, we're able to combat some of the underlying symptoms of things that depression and anxiety cause. Okay, so when you're talking about low frequency and high frequency, is there is there a science about that or yes, where does ma'am. That- So if you want to look into this, um there are it's really cool because a lot of western medicine, we are finally able to test it, right? So science doesn't work that we need the science first and then we believe it. You got to have some kind of crazy idea to go out and test and then we know if it works or not. And the crazy idea is that everything alive, we're vibrating, right? It takes two atoms vibrating quickly to create any kind of material something, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, the computer that we're at are really just a bunch of atoms vibrating. So when it comes to nature and these natural components, they align with our bodies and we use EEGs on our brains to measure these different frequencies. And it's totally cool to see the different things that you can look up meditation and EEGs. You can look up, you can Google the different frequencies of all the oils of your different organs and of different diseases. Wow. I know, crazy, right? (laughs) No, that's, that's, it's really interesting. I mean, you know, you start talking about vibrations and you're, I'm kind of like, oh, we're going into the woo, but I know if it's crystal, she's going to bring it back to science, <laughs> which is what I love about you. Absolutely. And so what's really cool is that, so our hypothalamus, if it is healthy, it's going to be, it's healthy and it's happy. And that's when we feel healthy and happy. It's going to be vibrating at a very high frequency. And so we want to keep it that way because that's when we're happy. That's when you're like in that zone and you've got this inspired action going on in life. Can life get any better? Like sometimes you look at those people and you're like, I hate them. Those are people that are vibrating at that really high frequency. Well, as depression sets in, we have a low frequency thought that lowers the frequency of everything within our body. And that's when disease starts to come in. That's when sickness comes in. That's when colds come in. And then we need to treat those. So if we can keep our thoughts at the high frequency spot, this will come in less often, if that makes sense. We'll even get sick less often. And so rose is one of those oils that's really, really great with that. So is frankincense. I think everybody's heard of frankincense and how awesome and healing frankincense is. And one drop of frankincense under your tongue a day I think, I mean, usually we'd say within a week, you'll notice a difference. But I think within three days, you're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, this is clearly making a difference. This is awesome. What is, what is, where is it making the difference? What it is, what is it doing? So it is affecting your anti-inflammatory response. So you're going to have less inflammation all throughout your body, including our guts, because a lot of things come back to gut health. 
but mm-hmm. you're going to notice it because it is it's also an antidepressant and frankincense helps heal your cells. Now our cells go through normal apoptosis, right? And so if you are encouraging cells that need to go through apoptosis to do it faster and more efficient and you're encouraging cells to stay healthy and not deteriorate at such a high rate, you're going to notice it all throughout your body within your happiness. I mean, because everything is interconnected, right? So if you've been eating healthy for a week, you feel healthy, your energy is mm-hmm. higher, you're happier, yeah. you're, you have more pain. Even less. Like <laughs> you said, what? For me, it's just if I'm hungry, if I'm a little bit hungry, I always feel better than when I'm not hungry. It's so weird, but it's true. My brain, I just, I have better focus. I have more energy. So what that means is actually, I believe a supplement called Terrazyme might help with you because when we eat, our body needs to produce both metabolic enzymes and um, another enzyme, I'm losing the word for a second, but there's two different enzymes that help to break down our food and to create our regular processes. And so your digestive enzymes, that's what it is. So when you eat, if you're not producing enough of these enzymes, your metabolic processes, some of them are actually slowing down and stopping so that you can digest your food. So if your brain processes are actually slowing down right after you've ate, that's why a lot of us get cold after we eat too, because all your blood is going to your stomach to process your food. We're not producing enough enzymes to keep functioning while our body digests our food. That is so interesting. So that's why you feel crappy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, or unfocused. Yep. Or why if you mentally fatigued, you get really cold, mm-hmm. you just want to go to bed, or we'll joke and call it food coma, which is <laughs> if you've, you've ate too much, that actually is a real issue. It's not this funny joke. Like, it's an issue, and we can help you with that because you don't have to feel that way. That's not a symptom you need to be feeling or you should be feeling after you eat. Interesting. Right. Okay. So we have frankincense, we have rose, we have vetiver. Anything else? You know what? I heard that peppermint is is really good for focus. Is that true? So peppermint is a great one. Peppermint is your new speed. Peppermint is a way to get your butt up and out and wake your brain up. Hello, time to get up. People will use peppermint, um, keep it on their bedside and take a nice big inhale of it first thing in the morning because you're not going to lay back down and go to sleep after your brain has some peppermint. I actually like to use peppermint a lot for allergies. People use peppermint too. And maybe it's because, so we have essential oils, right? But just like anything else in nature and exercise, things that we can use to help us get better. But if we're not actually using them, they're not going to help us, right? So my issue sometimes is actually using these products. I know they're good for me. I know I should be using them. But that part of my subconscious that just keeps... ADHD. (laughs) Just keeps with the self-sabotage like, not today. Or like it. sometimes I have to drag myself to my oils and just use anything that's right in front of me to snap myself out of that. So peppermint is one that I know would help me in the morning so much so if I'd keep it next to my bedstand. But it's also a great one that people use around exercise too. Um, But I'm actually going to pull it up and read to you. I've got my book here. Um, Some of the things that it lists because peppermint is like a, it's almost like a a lavender. Lavender is your go-to. When in doubt, choose lavender. And peppermint, I feel, is kind of like that. It helps with anything respiratory. That's what I was missing here. Peppermint is great. Uh, The menthol content 
in doTERRA's peppermint, I will guarantee you is different than any other company's peppermint. And it's because of the conditions that it's grown under. And you can actually take the bottom of your bottle and type in the numbers and get your exact chemical results from the test that they do. And I don't know of any other company that does that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can read your menthol content. It's great for your headaches, migraines, because it helps release tension, bad breath, hangovers, asthma, sinitis. Um, it'll help decrease milk supply if you're done breastfeeding, can help with a loss of sense of smell, any digestive discomfort. Now I have to give a quick disclaimer here. The FDA says we are not allowed to use an actual diagnosis. So when I say something like sinitis, I'm repeating this here, but I will you'll never hear me say this again. I'll just say things like respiratory support and digestive discomfort <laughs> because we are working on becoming pharmaceutical grade. So soon we will be able to use those actual terms and they are used within this book that I have. Uh, but that is fantastic. Right. Because, I, you know, I just, and I want to tell anybody who's listening here, you know, I'm thinking, oh, doTERRA, another MLM. This is before I, I knew you. And then when I met you, you are so knowledgeable about the science behind it and so passionate about it that all of a sudden I I really started to research and I started to think about, you know, oils and how they have affected me, you know, before I even knew they were affecting me in this way and how tied to emotion and how much emotion involves ADHD, even though, you know, in the DSM-5, they don't mention emotion, but we know that emotion is probably the most important component of ADHD as far as, you know, what ends up as symptoms. So I just... I don't know. There, there's just something about you that I could hear it, you know, because I am very fact-based and very all about the science and I wasn't particularly woo-woo, but you just always bring it back to science, which is, I, I trust I it. I needed that also. And I think a lot of us strong left-brained, we do need that. That's how we were raised. It's hard to get away from that. And so when I was brought to oils, I had to take my you know, my degree and my background in pharmacy and say, okay, how does this fit in? I need to know that this is safe for my family before I bring it in. And it's difficult because some people, like you said, with the MLMs, people are like, oh, I don't want that. It's just an MLM. But that's just how doTERRA went about their business. And I'm actually grateful for it, but I was the same way. And what makes it different is that I wanted the research. I want to know, show me the articles, show me the papers that aren't all funded by doTERRA. Because as a research scientist, I know that you could pay me to work for you and to publish an article that says anything. So, Well, I'm- and we know that, um, I believe it's ni- it's at least 95% of all research on ADHD is funded by the pharmaceutical companies. So there isn't a whole lot of positive research, you know, in exactly. terms of- And now- that- that was my issue with the oils too, is I want to see the research that's funded, not just by you. And I had that. And so many people with doTERRA were willing to show me that. And then the fact that they publish the results that I can type in the serial number on the bottom of my bottle and I can get my spectrometry results and I can read those. So I can see exactly what the menthol content is in my bottle of peppermint. And I can encourage you to do the same because it is publicly available. That was a huge difference too. Whereas other companies, if you message them, they're not even going to send that. They say, no, that's not public knowledge. We won't send that. And then other companies have gotten in trouble for illegally sourcing their products. 
And that's a sustainability issue. And again, being environmental scientists, sustainability is a huge deal. I don't want to be buying something that's cutting down the rainforest or that is enslaving people. And like, it's just not... And it's interesting because you wouldn't think that, that when you buy an oil off the shelf, I didn't when I first got into oils, you buy an oil off the shelf at a grocery store, you're not thinking, oh, this probably has a bunch of ingredients that aren't on the label. Like that's not. Right. <laughs> right. So, no, absolutely. Oh, I get it. Absolutely. So anyone who's tried essential oils and you just think, hey, these aren't for me, these haven't worked, or I tried that and I reacted to it, it's probably because of the purity. So I highly suggest, and it doesn't have to be through me either. That's why I just encourage you if you have a friend that you know, a family member that has doTERRA, go try something. Go smell the difference between their lavender and somebody else's lavender. I do have an article I need to post it on my website. A consumer report was posted about essential oils, and this consumer report was done by somebody who hates MLMs, and they did (laughs) not want to like doTERRA. And there were only three, I believe, two or three essential oil companies that they found that were unadulterated. All the rest were adulterated. They were lying about the species that was in the bottle. There were other things that were in the bottle, and... So that was pretty interesting to see that. But And if they're doing that, that definitely affects the result that you're going to get from an essential oil, correct? Absolutely. So if you're like, hey, she said peppermint, I'm going to go try this. Or lavender is very soothing, so I'm going to try this at night. Well, I put it on my skin, it created a rash, I'm never going to try essential oils again. It's probably because of something that was in that bottle. They put rubbing alcohol, they use fertilizers and pesticides. They're allowed to mix different things like a coconut oil or sunflower seed oil within that bottle and not tell you that it's in there because it's not regulated by the FDA. So they're allowed to put synthetics in there or tell you it's this species of lavender and it's really some cheaper species of lavender. That's a huge thing that happens. So they're allowed to say that and not get sued. Wow. But people are catching on because we have the science to test all that. So people are having fun and sending it into labs who know how to read the spectrometry results. And they're getting them back and saying, this doesn't have any of the chemical components of a lavender. <laughs> like, there's no lavender in here. So it's it's kind of getting fun and more people are catching on. So I do recommend safety caution with what companies you try in the beginning and how you use them. But when you choose doTERRA, Yeah, you can find me out, crystaledmonds.com. You can contact me, ask me any questions. I am an open book because I didn't believe the hype in the beginning either. And yet, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Crystal, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge here with us today. When we started, I told Crystal, okay, I'm really trying to get these like at 30 minutes, podcasts at 30 minutes, even if I can get to 25. But once I start talking to you, it was just also interesting and I wanted to know more. So here we are over time as usual. <laughs> anyway, thank you again so much. Yes, any problem. I mean, any time, Tracy. No problem. <laughs> so that's what I have for you this week. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smart Ass Women. If you like this episode with Crystal Edmonds, please let us know by leaving us a review. My goal is to change the conversation around ADHD by helping as many women as I possibly can learn how their ADHD brain works. And, you know, workarounds too. What works for you maybe doesn't work for me, but maybe it does. Your reviews, they really help in that regard, but I need your help. 
Also, if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com, leave me an audio message, or reach out to me at tracy at tracyoutsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. Go look it up. We're a totally smart-ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.